Blog Talk Radio. our show is about the mission of the Poetry Superhighway actually is to expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. And to that end, when we publish poetry, when we host a show like this, we're confident that someone reading a poem on the air uh, will be heard by one person who absolutely loves that poem. And that poem will inspire them and inform the listener's voice just a little bit. And we're absolutely confident that someone else listening to the exact same poem will probably not like it as much or at all, and that in turn will also inform your own writing and poetry voice. That's what we're about here at Poetry Superhighway. That's why we do everything that we do. So please call in and participate, 646-716-7362. There's various direct connect buttons. If you have a microphone and you want to Skype in or press the direct connect button on the page, you can do that. As well, so we're in the middle, uh, actually approaching the end of our annual summer poetry contest, 18th year of the contest, or 20th or 16th. I always forget. I should look that up before I start talking. But it's a lot of years. Um, the contest ends on October 3rd. What that means is October 3rd is the deadline for you to get in contest entries and to either make your payment, one dollar per poem entry fee via PayPal, U.S. funds, please. Uh, or to postmark your contest entry by that day. Once you receive your entry fee, uh, and by the way, your entry fee is, of course, accompanied by your, your entry form in the poems, and all of the guidelines on how to do that are online on our website. Don't just randomly send me an entry fee without seeing what the rest of the stuff is. Um, we'll, we'll send your poems off to the judges. Uh, they read them with your name removed, so they uh, they read them blindly. They send them back with a score. At the end of the contest, uh, we figure out who won. And uh, the top three winners will divide up 100% of the entry fees, meaning if we take in $500, uh, the first place winner will win half of that, 50% of that, $250. The third place, the second place winner will win 30% of that, uh, I realized I should have put the number that was easy for me to do the math on. I have no idea what the math is. Let's just say the third place winner will win 30%, and you can do the math. And then the second, the third place winner, I completely lost my place. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, that 100% of the entry fees get divided up between the top three winners. But that's not all. If you enter the contest, odds are you're going to get something just for entering. We have almost 100 prizes donated by 
sponsors from all over the world, poetry books, all kinds of things. So we divide those up between everyone who enters, regardless of what your poem score is. So even if you enter a poem for a dollar, or you enter five poems for five dollars, or ten poems for ten dollars, or seven poems for seven dollars, or whatever it is that you do, you will get a prize just for entering the contest, uh, even if you don't win. So that's pretty cool. Check out all the details. Go to our website, poetrysuperhighway.com slash PSH, and uh, click on the contest banner there, or, or, or click on contest under the contest menu, the 2015 contest. It's all there. Uh, the important thing to tell you now, though, is that the deadline to enter is Saturday, October 3rd at midnight. That is when your entry form needs to be in, the online entry form. That's when your Entry fee needs to be postmarked if you're mailing in the entry fee, or that's uh, by midnight Pacific time. That's when your entry fee needs to be sent by PayPal. We we are not lenient with that deadline. As soon as midnight Pacific time comes along, we will be turning it off, uh, much to the uh, uh, delight of our judges uh, who have been gallantly and uh, uh, hardly – wait, that's not right – hardly workedly. They've been hardly workedly reading all of your poems, uh, and a lot have come in. So there you go. That's it. If you have any questions about the contest, feel free to, uh, when you call in, to ask me about those. Um, and our next Poetry Superhighway Live show, by the way, will be next month, Sunday, October 18th at 2 p.m. And it won't be an open reading. We will actually be announcing the winners of our contest. So a month from today, it's all going to be over, uh, and uh, you will uh, hear who won first. So save that on your calendar. There you go. Finally, I just want to mention that I got a new kitten. He's really cute. We haven't named him yet. We've had him for a week and a day. We don't know what his name is. I put a, a, a picture of him on my Facebook page. Um, it's it's about seven posts down because we got him about a week ago. So, so scroll on down to uh, the new kitten. Take a look. And if you have any name suggestions... Uh, I'd really like to know what they are because we're having trouble coming up with the right name. He's about five months old. You can see the picture of him. He's incredibly sweet. He's a he's a licker. He'll lick your face if you want him to. He's just he's like very sweet. So you got any names? Look at the picture. Think about that. Let me know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, one more time. The number to call in is area code six four six seven one six. 7362. Our first caller is from the 705 area code. Hi. Hi, Rick. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good, sir. Is this uh, Alex from uh, Canada? Yeah, it is, Rick. You know my voice by now. I do indeed. Well, uh, from Sault Ste. Marie, right? Sault Ste. Marie, my friend. So not only do I know your voice, I have enough information to uh, to stalk you in my in my spare time. Oh, boy. Uh, we'll have to lodge that in uh, our record of memory. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> All right, Alex, let's hear what you got. Okay, my my anniversary is about, about 10 days away, so I wrote something that I'm going to give my wife then, and this is what it is. It's called Little Something. Here's a little something, a token, if you will, a small sample of my affections to place in a cherished chamber. To put there for safekeeping, to shine on forever, as a sparkling example of what, too, can truly be. For if we make the time and effort, there's no telling where this will take us. It's little by little, 
bit by bit in increments. How we create an atmosphere which, which can weather any storm. I am fortunate beyond what I deserve. So any chances I express in the best ways that I know how will leave a lasting impression as no matter what tomorrow brings, we shall always have each other. This brings infinite joy. To my humble spirit, as lucky I am in more ways than one, to be in this position, as it is the thoughts which count more than anything else, how the wheels spin inside of this mechanism, which, which call me to action, to let me write or eloquently verbalize what it is that makes you special. So I paint a picture, one that flatters you to no end, as there's no limit to the love that us surrounds. That's beautiful, Alex. That's a, and it's a great and lovely thing to write a, a, a an anniversary poem for your wife. I, I particularly relate to that because every year um, on my wedding anniversary with my wife, I write her a poem and leave it for actually right. write it the night before and leave it on her desk. And it's uh, she usually wakes up before me, so it's the first thing she sees in the morning. And it's a uh, eleven oh, right years on. now. There's there's eleven poems, so that's I'm sure she's going to love that and. Uh, and uh, so very cool to use, uh, you know, your creative gift of, of poetry to to create something like that for her. How many years have you been married? Nine years now. That's it, awesome. It, yeah, we're just, we're getting there, Rick. I mean, we're uh, we're a match made in heaven, uh, to quote unquote or whatever a very famous saying, but we're we're something that the spirits brought together through the clouds and through a lot of different atmospheres and through a lot of impossibilities, we made something possible because we believed in each other and still believe in each other. That's amazing. I was at an event last night where a rabbi was uh, speaking about the concept of the soulmate. And he basically said there's, you know, for every person, there's one other person out there. Um, that, and you're just kind of meant to be together. And if you're lucky, you find that person. And unfortunately, not everyone does. Not everyone gets it right the first time around, for that matter. But, but that person is out there. So it sounds like you've you've found that person for you. And um, uh, congratulations. I wish you nothing but the best. Thanks, Rick. It just gives me goosebumps all the time when I think about her and think about how lucky I am. And. The little girl that we've got that's seven and a half, her name is Luna, and she's just as, just like a little sprite, you know, and just like one of those little, oh, just with a fairy with wings and just flying everywhere and stuff like that, and she's just so happy-go-lucky, and she just wants to paint the world with happiness, you know, and make people smile, so it's really cool. That's funny. Uh, what you just said reminded me of a Stephen Wright quote. He said, "It's a small world, but I'd hate to have to paint it." Yeah. It sounds like your little Luna has has found a way to do that. Um, Alex, anything going on in poetry you want to mention before I let you go? Oh, uh, <clears throat> not too much going on up here, Rick. There's uh, they're trying to get some things going, but but as of yet, they're not doing too much. I, I do go over the river because we're we're twin cities here with northern Michigan and with the library over there I, I do some readings probably every two, three months, so Cool. Well, um yeah, thanks absolutely. for calling in. 
um, happy anniversary again, and we'll talk to Thanks, you next time. Thanks, my friend. All right, and take I look it easy. forward to uh, I sent a couple poems into your contest this year, so I look forward to seeing what happens. So, cool. Good luck. Thanks for entering. Thanks. Have All a right, good day. Bye. Bye. You too. That was Alex calling from Sault Ste. Marie in uh, Toronto, not in Toronto, in Ontario, Canada, um, across the border, across the river from Michigan. So a regular, uh, a regular caller here on Poetry Superhighway Live. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to call in, and please do, the number is 646-716-7362. Our next caller, ooh, we're just completely avoiding the United States of America today so far. Uh, from Canada, we head uh, to the other side of the world, Australia, for uh, Neville Hyatt. Hi, Neville. Hi, Rick. So you started the show with the second best country in the world, and now you've gone to the best country in the world. <laughs> you're, a, you're a fan of Canada, are you? Oh, I love Canada. It's awesome. Cool. Well, that's uh, well. Uh, sure, we'll take that. We'll t- we'll, uh, we'll we'll take that. Go ahead. Yes, uh, Australia represent. America's okay too. Don't get me wrong, but uh, no, Australia and Canada are very similar, um, more so than Australia and America, just in people and and lifestyle and things. So, we we find to assimilate very well with each other. I just, you know, I uh I'm just thrilled to be in any country, you know, at this point. But uh how are things in your continent/country? Bright and sunny at 7 o'clock on a spring morning. The sun's up and looks like it's going to be a gorgeous day. Cool. Fantastic. Well, you got a poem for us? I do, actually. I wrote this one a few weeks ago and um thought I'll give her a burl for you. It's called Through His Eyes. Through his eyes I see compassion and hope. I see a reason to live. I see so many opportunities to give. Through his eyes I see the world differently. I see needs I can meet. I see hearts yearning for more. Through his eyes my life is wonderful. My life is ending. But today is Today is another chance to feel loved and share it. To know that before I go to bed tonight, I could save someone's life. Today is another opportunity to be a shoulder to cry on, to be a caring ear. Today, these fingers can type an encouragement that might just give someone enough to say tomorrow. And that's that piece. Great. Hopeful, encouraging piece. Um, thanks for sharing it, Neville. No worries. Thanks for the reminder to um, get some entries into your competition because I did that last year, and I'm like, I should do that again this year. Yeah, it's a cool thing. Did you um, uh, did you, you you received a, a prize for entering of some kind? Do you recall what it was? I think it was a poetry book from Texas, if I remember correctly. But we're asking for a year old memory, so it's pretty vague. I don't remember where I was this this morning, so I completely understand that. So there oh, you go. Well, I have a suggestion for your cat's name too. Oh, cool. Let's hear it. Dim Sim. Dim Sim. Dim Sim. Why? Uh, uh, why that name? Because Dim Sims in Australia colloquially are um, made with the meat of um, you know. Um, <laughs> 
All right, I see where you're going with this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we may we may have a different perspective on uh, on the placement of uh, the, the hierarchy of cats in in this household than you do in yours. So I might go over that. Made with cabbage and lamb, but um, yeah, col- col- colloquially, uh, that that that's the euphemism. So, but uh, I hope you, you find a wonderful name for your new family member. Thank you so much. All that's right. all right. All right, Neville, thanks so much for calling in. Talk to you next time. Okay. All right, thanks, Rick. Sure, bye. Just a friendly clarification on my uh, plea for, for kitten names. Um, they shouldn't invoke images of us eating the cat. That's <laughs> Actually, I volunteered an animal shelter nearby uh, every weekend, which is where we, we got the cat. He's a rescue. Um, and I, I, we got them last week, and I'm looking forward to going in uh, either later today or next week. And they're going to say, oh, how's the cat? And so I'd, I'd plan this all out. I'm going to answer, oh, he was delicious. It's so great when they're so young like that, so tasty. And I, I can't wait to get another. Um, I think that's going to be hilarious. But uh, no, we're looking for for um, names for a live cat who we want to be alive for a long time, who we love who's sweet, who comes and licks us and sleeps with us, etc. A very nice cat. Again, you can see the picture of him on my Facebook wall from about a week ago. All right, ladies and gentlemen, 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 847 area code. Hello. 847. 847 is not there. Okay, moving on. How about... um, our next caller is from the 630 area code. Hi. Hi, who's this? This is Mary. Hi, Mary. Where are you calling from? Uh, west of Chicago, western suburbs. Chicago. Cool. All right. Um, uh, that's fun town. Really good food. Is there a lot of uh, – do, do you get to any poetry events around your, your town? Um, no, not really. There hasn't been too much around here. Once, once in a while at a bookstore, but I, I, I'm kind of new to this, so I haven't been oh. yet. Well, don't be nervous. We uh, rarely sacrifice new poets to the poetry gods. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, this is this is going to be easy. So, did did you, did you call in with a poem to share with us? Actually, I have three of them, and I thought maybe you'd help me pick. Uh, one of them, sure. Uh, one, I'll just tell you about it. Okay. One of them is about. Um, growth and the process, what you feel like when you're growing. Another one is kind of like after you've achieved some. And then the third one is totally unrelated, but it's more humorous. Um, gosh, it's a tough call for me. I, I love humor um, probably more than almost anything. On the other hand, my kid just had a birthday, and he, so he's growing. So either of the first two mm-hmm. would work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you pick. Okay. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Okay, we'll do this one. Um, crookedness, crookedness. Sometimes I feel in body and mind like I have been pulled apart and put together crooked. Nothing fits except everything is a little off. It's disturbing and uncomfortable. I try to get the old me back, but to no avail, and I'm left in a state of crookedness. Crooked walking and crooked talking, crooked thinking and crooked linking. What worked before no longer fits. My world is topsy-turvy and I'm uncomfortable in my crooked skin. I believe it's called learning and growth. 
Socrates said, all learning is accompanied by pain. And I'm familiar with the term growing pains. Why should I be surprised that it's happening to me? Because Queenie doesn't like it. And I don't like feeling out of control. Accept it or futilely fight it. That's the choice. Mary, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so you're saying, uh, you just said you're kind of new to poetry. Did you just start writing? Well, um, a couple years ago. And I, every time I show them to my friends, they say, oh, you should do something with that. You should do something with that. So I did enter the poetry contest and sent in one put one there. And I did have one um, um, poet, uh, one poem um uh, put in the blog in the in Neurology Now magazine. That's about the extent of it. That's pretty cool. That's a, that's essentially a publication credit. So that's pretty good for having just started out. Well done. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, Mary, we used to I, have. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Well, we we used to have a cat named Garfield. He was a cutie too, but he eventually got hypothyroidism and and he was sixteen. So he lasted pretty long. Yep, that's uh, that's uh, it's a, a decent lifespan for a cat. My, I had one pass away at the beginning of this year who was 16. Um, very sad, but it uh, sounds like he had a good life and you took good care of him if he, if he lasted that long. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, Mary, um, I you should definitely look for poetry events uh, in your town. Um, it's very cool that you called in, and you should do so again. There's something very cool about getting, you know, uh, in a in a room with people who are doing the same thing you're doing and sharing a poem with them, um, and hearing their poetry as well. It's inspiring. It helps you with your own work, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so take a look. You know, find find a find a reading somewhere and and get to it. Okay. Give it a good try. Cool. Thanks for calling in and call okay. in again. Okay. Thanks, Rick. Bye-bye. Sure. Bye. It's Mary calling from the uh, suburbs of Chicago. Uh, first time caller, new poet, brave enough to call in and read a poem. Let's hear from you new poets and veteran poets and experienced poets uh, and any other category of poet you uh, you think you might fall uh, into who might be out there. Call in 646 362. All right. Moving along, our next caller is from the 973 area code. Hello. Hello, Rick. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. Uh, I'm Ron Bremner, and uh, it's good to be talking to you. You too, Ron. Welcome back. Uh, It's good to be back. I just wanted to mention that uh, I was able to meet your friend Stanley Barkin about uh, five months ago or four months ago, and uh, Stanley says to say hello. Fantastic. You know, I've never actually met Stanley uh, myself either. We've just connected on online uh, in the same way you and I have. But uh, so, so you guys are winning in terms of the uh, you know uh, connecting in person contest. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was at a poetry reading. He was reading, and uh, he's very good, by the way, uh, mm. and. Uh, He's a very nice guy. That's great, and he does a lot of good work for poetry and poets as well. So it's it's good to it's good to have people like that and know people like that. So you're you're calling from the New York area, basically? Uh, yeah, we're a suburb of New York, and we've got an ekphrasis going on. Um, you probably know that an ekphrasis is writing to art, 
and we've got a big exhibit on at the uh, local library, uh, about 30 pieces of art and over 100 pieces of writing and most of it poetry. What's the name of the place where that's uh, happening? It's at the Montclair Library in Montclair, New Jersey. Hmm. Yeah, I, I know ekphrastic poetry well. In fact, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I, a, a couple of years ago I, I uh, edited a poetry anthology called Ekphrastia Gone Wild, which is uh, poetry from people all over the world. Uh, uh, you know, it's ekphrastic poetry, people responding to paintings, to film, to other works of art. Uh, um, and uh, And it has a poem from... A uh, poet, a former um, Nobel Prize winner, with Slavosis Borska in it, um, which the publisher was nice enough to let me uh, uh, republish in it. So, um, so so cool that um, ekphrastic poetry is alive and well in Montclair, New Jersey. Um, so, awesome. Let's hear yeah. your poem. Okay, I'd like to read a poem that was uh, uh, displayed in the ekphrasis. Uh, this is called Crucifixion, and it's. Uh, uh, obviously about a, uh, a painting of uh, well, it's an abstract painting. So you, but uh, it's uh, uh, draw your own conclusions from it. Peek through the curtains, broken walls, the soiled canopy, beyond the ghosts of ravaged souls. See if you dare the source of the savagery, the crucifixion of a people. Crucifixion of a dream, crucifixion of all hope, crucifixion of a thousand lives. Very cool, Ron. Um, I the, the con. It's a great poem, and I love the concept of of ekphrastic poetry in general. I mean, you know, a work of art basically inspiring another work of art, and um, uh, you could really, in a sense. Hear if this makes sense. Hear the painting when when you were reading. Um, so nice job. Thank you, Rick. I'll, uh, uh, any, go ahead. I was gonna, any, anything else going on in your poetry world? Do you want to let us know about? Uh, yeah, we have one big reading coming up. Uh, it's also at the Montclair Library on October first at seven p.m. Uh, that's a Thursday. There's going to be about uh, twenty local poets reading. So uh, that's a big deal for us. That's great. Cool. Well, much success to that, and um, and I really appreciate you calling in. Thanks, Rick. Have a good day. Thanks, you too. That was uh, Ron Bremner calling from uh, Montclair, New Jersey. I assume Montclair. He didn't say specifically where he was calling from, but uh, that's what I gathered from that's the he's a suburb of New York, and that's where the library where the Ekphrasis exhibition is going on. So I'm just I'm making a guess here. Ron, if you're not from Montclair, New Jersey, send me an angry email of correction, and I will, uh, and I will, uh, I will make a disclaimer online of of the truth. I will disclaim the truth. I'm not sure what that means. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your turn. Six four six seven one six seven three six two. Please call in. Uh, let's hear your poetry. Our next caller is from is from the eight hundred five area code. Hello. Hi. And and uh, if you wouldn't mind turning down your computer, because we can hear the show in the background. Me? And listen on the phone. Yes, you. Yes, you. Oh, I've got it down. No. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, Is that better? I, I, I can hear I can hear the, the show echoing in the background, so I'm not sure what's happening. There's a, 
Uh, are you sure you don't have the volume on somewhere? And you're... I've got the volume down to nothing. Okay. Okay. Is that right? Sure. sure. Who, who's calling? Who's calling? Okay. This is Joan E. Day as opposed to all the other Joan Days around town. And uh, I, I'm in Camarillo, California. Camarillo. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, uh, Joan, cool. good to have you. Where it was not so cool, it's 90 degrees. <laughs> it's uh, roughly that here in the San Fernando Valley as well. Um, uh, we're definitely hearing an echo. I'm not sure if if the speaker that you're listening to is extra loud or if you're on a speakerphone or something. Um, no, I'm on a regular landline. Okay. I, well, I, I guess we're not going to be able to solve the echo, so I'm just going to let you get right into your poem so I don't hear myself. Okay, sorry. Uh, the Arrival. When love comes to me and says, what do you know? I say, it's all about the moment when you turn that final bend and gasp. Breathe in that first view of the ocean caught in the white caps of waves glistening in the sun. Within their sheen, the innocence of light. Wave upon wave, ebbing, flowing, giving, receiving, the wind whipping the current into strengthening rhythms, beat upon beat, quickening the pulse. Your heart as light as the foam on the swells before they crest. Your spirit, the life-sustaining pure essence of joy. Your energy rising, rising as the tide rises, rising like the end of a symphony building to a crescendo until surging breakers release their final note to kiss the shore. And that is all I know. Joan, I, if that's all Joan, you know, I have a feeling that's, feeling that's, that's, that's going to be plenty. Gonna uh, be plenty. You're, you, 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 you know all you need to know for everything that's forthcoming. That was a great, great poem great, and, great and well, well read. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing it. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks, you too. Bye, Joan. Bye, Joan. Bye. <laughs> Just had to wait to hear myself to make sure that uh, make sure that, that that's what I said. That's, I guess, the benefit of having an echo on a phone call. Uh, you can just verify what you just said. Um, thank you, Joan, from Camarillo, California, for calling in. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, we've got about a half an hour left in the show. I've currently got five callers in the queue. Um, I bet we can get to all of you, uh, uh, but if you want to try to uh, call in as well, uh, please do, 646-716-7362. We'd love to hear your poem and find out what's going on in your poetry world. Our next caller is from the 705 area code. Hello. 705, it's your moment. Oh, well, that's even worse than an echo, uh, a, a complete silence, like there's no end to the well that you've just dropped your cell phone in. All right, moving on. Um, I'm going to try the uh, 847 area code again. Hello, 847. Hello. 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 Hi, who's this? This is Jerry. 
we had some email conversations. I'd written uh, in the past under the pseudonym Lucius Furious. So oh, yes. um, I, I finally got through. So, <laughs> And I wanted to say, remind you that I was the Poetry Super Superhighway Poet of the Week for the week of January 19th to 25th, 1998. So that was a while ago. I think that was maybe like a year or two after you started the thing, right? It certainly was. We started in 1997. Uh, how cool. You've been around for quite some time, uh, uh, yeah, Jerry. Yeah, but I, I, I haven't really been doing much publicly. You know, like I've, I've written some poems and put them on the web as Lucius Furious. But um, so uh, anyway, um, that... Uh, the ones I wanted to do are there's. Uh, well, I've written a lot of poems since that time, of course, but I'm go- I'm going to do two short poems which are posted on the the PSH website during that week in 1998, and which I still think are among my best poems. So, uh, all right, Jerry, <laughs> listen. Um, I'd like if you could just read one. I have a lot of callers, and we let everyone do one poem. That would be great. Can you let us know where you're calling from? Uh, from Chicago, Evanston, Illinois. Okay, that's outside of Chicago, too. Okay, our second uh, caller from that area. Well, it's great to hear your voice, by the way, uh, after, uh, you know, communicating online on and off with you for, for you know, what is this, 18 years or so? Uh, quite some right, time. Right, yeah. So. yeah. All right, yeah, so pick so your th- favorite of those two, and let's hear it. Yeah, well, this this is, they're both extremely short. So uh, the first one is Swan Song of J. Alfred Prufrock. J. Alfred, I'm sick of your whining. Get off your butt and do something. Yes, I know life is meaningless. I know you've got a lot of time on your hands. Of course, tea parties can be boring. But let me just ask here, is someone making you do this? Is someone making you hang out with these cold, scornful women? Surely a guy like you could find someone to relate to. It's not that hard. No, you're not Prince Hamlet, and you're not an attendant lord either. You're J. Alfred Prufrock. Eat a peach, for God's sake. Talk to the mermaids. Just do it. And the second one is here's to those. Right, who let me stop well. there because I I, re- I really would you know we're, we give everyone one poem so um oh, and okay. uh, so there you go. But let me ask you a question. Um, you 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 live in the Chicago area. The the other person who called in from that area, Mary, who called in earlier, she was just starting. She hadn't um, uh, participated in in any like live readings or anything like that in Evanston or in your in the greater Chicago area. Are there any poetry events live that you attend that you could you could mention or do you ever yeah, do that? The Green Mill. I mean, the Green Mill, like the original Poetry Slam. And sure. They have an open mic and the slam each Sunday, so it's been going on forever. But that's that's a great event. And that's something you go to on a regular basis? Yes. Yeah. I mean, at least once a month, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I, I just started that, you know, a while ago, so. That's great. Um, and is if people want to hear more work from you, do you have a website or anything like that people can, can go to? Yes, uh, just for Google human, humanist art homepage, humanist art homepage, and so there's a bunch of stuff I have there, including my own poems. Great humanist art. Um, well, Jerry, like I mentioned, it's it's very cool to hear your voice. It's you know it's, uh, people who's who who like you whose names I recognize from literally years of uh, running Poetry Superhighway. It's very cool to actually finally speak with 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 you. So I I really appreciate you calling in, and uh, I hope you do so again. Okay, yeah. The, in searching that, people would have to include the homepage, like Humanist Art Homepage. Got it. Okay, so. Humanist Art Homepage. Uh-huh. No problem. Great. Cool. We'll have a. 
great rest of your day and uh, and and call in again, okay? I will. Thank you. Sure. That was uh, Jerry calling from Evanston, Illinois. Um, uh, someone who was a, a poet of the week in 1998, which is literally the year after we started the Poetry Superhighway. So um, that's so cool to uh, finally get to connect with with Jerry. Um, awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, call in, please. The number is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 630 area code. Hello. Hello. Hi. It's me again. I didn't realize you could only do one, and I didn't know how many were there. It's Mary. Ah. Okay, Mary, nice Ready? to hear your voice again. Going to let you go, uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we just asked people to call in once, but thank you so much, and uh, and I hope you heard um, from Jerry, who just called in, because he uh, he's also a Chicago person and uh, and mentioned that one uh, uh, reading, The Green Mill, which you might be able to check out. I couldn't. I didn't know where it was, so. If you, if you, I'm sure if you look up Green Mill, if you look up Green Mill okay. Poetry online, you'll Green you'll Mill. find it. It's it's one of the most famous uh, uh, poetry readings in the country. It's where Poetry Slam started. And if you if you head there, well, even if that's not your thing, I'm pretty confident mm-hmm. you'll you'll meet people who will be able to tell you about other readings if you're interested in going to some. Okay, thank you. All right, sure. Mary from Chicago, just calling back. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Again, the number is 646-716-7362. Call in, won't you? Let's hear your poem. Our next caller is from the 816 area code. Hello. Hello. This is Sylvia Kofler. I live in Kansas City, Missouri. And I'm Sylvia. a local poet. Yes. Um, so great to hear your voice. I imported my wife from Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's... Wonderful. Well, I'm actually an import. I've been here forever, but I'm originally from Graz, Austria, and I thought I'll share a poem that has sort of an international flair. Sounds great. Let's hear it. Roman dreams. The Colosseum beckons my thoughts with Roman fever, but La Dolce Vita seems a possibility, at least for a few days. I dream of Michelangelo and want to see the Sistine Chapel fresco where Michelangelo labored for years to earn his keep. Longing to carve the sculptures of his passion, he painted his fame. The keyboard of my passion echoes the satire of being, strolling along the Piazza Navona while downloading the image of Benini's Fontana dei Quattro Fiumi. The fountain of the four rivers, Danube, Ganges, Rio del Plata, Nile, mirrors my image reflected against my computer's screen. Wonderful piece, and I definitely, uh, you can hear the international flavor not only in the words, but in your voice as you read it. Um, what, uh, <laughs> Thank you. What, uh, what brought my, my, you to can- Kansas City from Austria? Kansas- uh, originally, well, I met my ex-husband in Paris. I was in Paris and London. I was always kind of a traveler. <laughs> and then I studied here. I, I, I teach. I teach actually English composition. <laughs> at uh, at the uh, university there, or at, uh, at a, yeah, a school? Yes, or? I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm an adjunct at Rockhurst University and at Park University. Yes. 
enjoy okay. both, and I teach online classes. And I'm also pretty much involved with Riverfront readings here in Kansas City. We've hosted many poets from all over the country, so I'm pretty involved with the literary community. And today, I finally, when I received the email, I thought, well, I'm right in front of the computer. I should call in. You know, that's the idea behind sending the emails, you know, out so soon before the show. We figure, you know, people probably aren't going to plan their day in advance around this kind of thing. But if you get it and you're right there, you know, and it starts in 15 minutes, it just it sort of it makes sense to us. So I'm so glad. My my wife actually graduated from UMKC. Um, oh, UMKC. Uh, I, have a, I have a master's from UMKC. Oh, there you go. Well, we get yeah, calls from the from their alumni department uh, all the time, uh, uh, you know, hoping we'll renew our commitment. Uh, but I, well, I had a good time. The first six months that uh, we were uh, dating, because we we actually met at a conference in Wisconsin. She was living in in Kansas City, and and I probably visited Kansas City about half a dozen times over that six months, and um, really thought it was a very charming city and a and a lovely with you know a, a nice art museum and, and riverfront community and, and uh, a u- unique um, haunted house culture uh, downtown on, oh, on yes, Halloween yes, as well. Yes. And really good. You know, we, we really miss, I don't know if you've ever eaten at Blue Koi Restaurant. Um, yes, I have. And, yeah. I mean, we, you know, that was the where Blue we Koi discovered. On 39th Street? I, you tell, you'll have to tell me because it's been uh, about 10 years since I've been in the city. But, oh. um you know, we ate there a few times, and it just—you know—we were just looking for an excuse to go back to Kansas City, which leads me to my next question. You, you, if, you, if you're seeking visiting poets, we, we're just looking for an excuse to come back to Kansas City. So, uh, you know, message me offline, and we'll 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 hook it up. Tell, okay, tell us sure, about, sure, that'd be that'd be wonderful. Tell us about uh, thank you. Uh, Maybe uh, like one one uh, in-person live reading that someone could go to in in Kansas City, in case anyone else from the area is listening. Oh, in Kansas City, they could go. Uh, there are always open mics at the uh, Broadway arts at the Arts Bar on Broadway, and there are mm-hmm. also open mics once a month at the Writers Place, the Writers Place, the Literary Center for the for the, the Midwest Literary Center uh, has been founded been open now since 92 and there are many readings and opportunities and and they can go to the website writersplace.org writersplace.org mm-hmm. great well if anyone wants to be more in touch with you do you have a website or a place where people can contact you or hear, see more of your poetry i don't I've, I've been working on a website but i usually if 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 they uh go to the writer's place or Riverfront Readings and, and Sylvia Kofler, if they just with my name, Syl- Sylvia Kofler, S-I-L-V-I-A, and last name K-O-F-S and Frank L-E-R. I'm, I, if you Google me, I can easily be found in my contact information. Great. Well, it's um, it's fantastic to talk to someone from Kansas City, and um, and nice to connect with you, and I hope that you call in again. I will. I've been to New York a few times, so I really enjoy it. So, thank you. Bye bye. That's great. All right, bye. That was Sylvia calling from Kansas City. I'm actually in Los Angeles, not New York, but uh, we did have a New York caller uh, or uh, suburbs. But uh, that's the beauty of this program. It's it's a worldwide program. That's why we put it in the name, 
This is a worldwide open reading. For God's sakes, we started with a poet from Canada and then went to Australia. Uh, Chicago, well represented today. Uh, uh, New York City via Montclair, New Jersey. Camarillo, California. Um, uh, and Kansas City, Missouri. I'm I'm loving today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, from here in my Van Nuys, California studio. Um, all right, the number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. Um, and it is now time for the monthly blocked number. Hello. Hello, Rick. This is Michael from Birmingham. Hi, Michael. Celebrating, hi, celebrating not the fall, but the leave. <laughs> the trees are alive with the polychromatic color of the leaves. <clears throat> that's it. I know. I know that's it. I know you. I, just... I, know, you, I know you prefer short. That's, well, I know you have other I... colors. I know you have other I... colors. Therefore, you prefer short. So I have so much more I could write. I'm always. Just as a visual artist takes the sketchbook around and is constantly drafting, that's what I've been doing a whole lot of. And uh, but I know that you have other callers, so um, I won't take up the time. Well, before I let you go, though, um, I actually I only have one other caller uh, on the line, and it's that infamous 705 area code who wasn't there last time. So I'm concerned. I'm going to hang up with you and go to him and or her, and they won't be there, and then I'll have no one to talk to. So can I ask you a question? I'm listening. Oh, and they just went away. Ah, all right. So let me just quickly give out the number so we can get. So if anyone uh, wants to call in, we do have 15 minutes left in the show. The number is six four six seven one six seven three six two. We we have open lines, and it would be great for you to call in and share your poem. Um, so um, yes, well, the, the standard question, of course, is what what's what's new in poetry in Birmingham. Well, uh, do you remember our conversation last month when I had just um, um, I had just attended a reading for Andrew Glaze, the poet laureate of Alabama? Yeah. And I told you that his, his latest book was on the way, and it came in the mail. And I've been, and I don't have it with me. And I, I was, um, we talked about maybe reading a selection from it. I don't have it with me because I wanted to share it with a friend of mine uh, who um, I asked her. I wasn't surprised that she knew who he was, and so I lent the book to her uh, last week, and um, so that's why I don't have it in front of me. However, when I got the book, what I really liked about it was, what I think you and listeners might find interesting is, I call it an archival picture from the Breadloaf, you, you know the Breadloaf Conference? I don't. Are you familiar with it? I'm not. You're familiar with Okay, I think the date is 1956, and there's like a a group picture with um, Robert Frost is in it, uh, Andrew Glaze, um, Andrew Glaze's poetry instructor. I don't have the name in front of me, but it's an archival picture, and there's also a note that Robert Frost had written uh, uh, encouraging the publication of Andrew's Andrew Glaze encouraging his uh, publication of his work. There's a handwritten note that's in the very front part of the book. And I, I didn't know that was there. I wasn't, And it was a pleasant surprise. So, And on the back, I guess they call it the back jacket, are excerpts from people that have read and 
what do you call it, uh, commentary notes people have read and recommended. And one of them was dated 1956, and it's Robert Frost, uh, you know, encouraging uh, people to take note of Andrew Glaze. That's back in 1956. And I looked at, and I had the chance to look up some Robert Frost. Do you know he won four Pulitzer Prizes in poetry? Did you know that? I did not know that. Uh, one's in the 1920s. I don't have the exact dates. One's in the 1920s. Two are in the 30s, and one's in the 40s. And he read for most people know this. And he read at uh, Kennedy's uh, inauguration. In, uh, the inauguration. Yeah. yeah, he read it. Uh, he read, and as I recall, his eyesight wasn't very good, and the sunlight was such that he couldn't read what he had written for the event. So he had to draw on something he knew from memory, and I forget the name of it. I think it's called The Gift. So, uh, the title has the word gift in it. I thought that was very interesting. I mean, could you imagine that? You've written this poem for this very um, uh, large, grand event, and then you get up there and you can't read what you've written. <laughs> could you imagine that? Yeah, I mean, that's read that, so it was good that he knew something he had from memory that was he was able to suddenly substitute. No, that's uh, yeah, that's fortunate. I um, when I do a poetry reading, I have all of my poetry on my iPad because um, I, I used to have you know stacks and stacks of paper and would have to shuffle them around and and uh, you know I'd have to make sure that you know I had the right papers with me and. Blah blah blah, and these days, you know, with every poem electronic on the iPad, all I have to do is put them in order, and then just have one thing in my hand. But then, you know, there's always the fear that I'm going to get up there and the battery's going to fall out or it's going to explode, and I'll literally have nothing to read. You know, so um, it is fortunate that he uh, had that uh, poem uh, um, memorized, uh, able to share it. Um, you know, uh, but uh, I, I guess an interesting story since if you if you write a poem for an occasion, it, it's nice to be able to read the poem for the occasion. You know, uh, but uh, uh, did did the poem for did the one that he actually wrote for the occasion get published or shared later on? I, I don't know. Good question. But fortunately, the internet is just so resourceful. I I go there, and next thing I know, I'm just one thing leads me to another, and it's very enriching. But I want to. I need to revise something. What I read earlier about poly, uh, the polychromatic colors of the leaves. It should be polychromatic music of the leaves because polychromatic color is redundant. It's supposed to be music. Uh, I was uh, recording there uh, a synesthesia color in music. Also, speaking of music, poetry and music, uh, what's been playing through my head? Have you ever heard of a, a group called Tame and Power? No. You have or haven't? I have not. Their lyrics are very interesting, and I was listening to them in concert on the YouTube today. And speaking of memorizing and remembering what you had, it's, it's fascinating to me that they can go through an hour, hour and a half concert, song after song, and while they're playing instruments and et cetera, they're remembering all those lyrics, and they don't seem to be searching for them. I think that's incredible. In my younger day, I used to be able to do that, and people would say to me, I want to say I don't know how you memorize and know all that line by line, and I would use as a comparison to well, when you go to a concert and there's a singer singing like James Taylor for an hour, hour and a half, song after song, don't they do right. that? Although if I'm not mistaken, they have 
words in front of them. Someone's holding up the words, or somehow or another, there's some um, visual. Um, well, mo- most singer-songwriters actually know the words to their songs, uh, so and because they sing them so often that it's you know it just it's it becomes second second nature. Well, listen, Michael, I'm going to let you go, but thank you so much for calling in as always, and we'll talk to you next time. Yes, I'll talk to you in the near future. All right, take it easy. This is Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. We're going to close out the show. I'm going to play um, a a poem of mine called Postcard to Myself, which appeared on IndieFeed a couple of years ago. It's from my new book, Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman, and includes a little interview with poet uh, Daniel Lisi. Take a listen. IndieFeed. Today from California, we have Rick Lupert. Postcard to Myself, Syracuse, New York, 1979. A few notes to the boy I didn't leave behind. After fishing that day on the Erie Canal, don't let the fish drop off the chain hanging from your bicycle on the way home. The image of the live fish breathing on the sidewalk somewhere in the middle of town will haunt you for years. Don't even fish. Just go to the canal and wish them well. Don't let them put you in the locker. Don't hit the girl. Take your clothes off more. You'll know when. Don't ask the boy at your birthday party if he was invited. Don't go to your best friend's birthday party with socks as your gift. You will not have the chance to apologize for this for 30 years. This is the first sign your mother is not well. There will be others. Burn the golf pants. Do not trade your comic books with Tommy Nojame. If it is ever 20 degrees below zero, it is okay to not deliver the newspapers. Throw them away. No one needs the news under those conditions anyway. Whether you like it or not, you are moving to California. Judaism isn't so bad. Don't lose your great-grandfather's watch. You will find her. I'd say, wish you were here, but you will be soon enough. Far too soon. That was Rick Lupert with his poem, Postcard to Myself, Syracuse, New York, 1979. And today we have Rick with us in this lovely, humid, hot recording studio. Hi, Rick. Hi. This is my favorite temperature ever. Yes, I am sure it is. Um, So tell us about that poem. That was inspired by the website thewildernessdowntown.com, which uh, dynamically generates this movie um, after it asks you the question, uh, what's the street address where you grew up, where you spent your elementary school years? So this movie pops up of some person running through images of your old neighborhood. It's really cool. And about two-thirds of the way through it, it stops and says, write a postcard to yourself at that time. And so how cool, you know, if, you, if anyone could go back and sort of tell yourself to do things differently or, you know, don't miss doing that. I <laughs> yeah. thought it was so cool. Very cool. Well, uh, you have books. You have a lot of books. In fact, you have 14 books. I'm glad someone's counting. (laughs) So tell us about them. Well, they're books of poetry. Most of them are written while traveling. I I have been lucky enough to travel a lot, 
and you know going to places in Europe and places in the United States and Canada and most of them are written over the one or two week period while I've been in that spot you know mostly humorous observations some longer pieces kind of combining you know wit and poetry into mm. these you know poetic travelogues as it were and uh, you created your own small publishing house to put out these books is that right I did. It's called Ain't Got No Press, which is kind of a... a at, at first, it was sort of a joke when I put out my first book. You know, I'd, I'd just seen Hair, which has that that song, you know, Ain't Got No Hair, Ain't Got No... And then a bunch of things that they don't have. And so I thought, <laughs> Ain't Got No Press seemed to make sense. And I put out my first book on that. And uh, since then, actually registered, registered it as a press and have put out all of my books on it. Though a few of the earlier ones were released on local small presses in L.A. Gotcha. You've been running a uh, poetry series up in L.A. for the past 18 years called the Cobalt Cafe. Tell us about that. Yeah, every Tuesday night in Canoga Park, it's this really cool all-ages venue that, that, you know, kids' bands play at on the weekends. When I say kids, I mean, like, high school and, you know, that that kind of thing, not like Rafi showing up. (laughs) But it's uh, nothing wrong with Rafi, by the way. Uh, and it's an open reading and that I've been emceeing, and there's a featured reader every week as well. Um, some weeks I pick the featured reader, and some weeks other organizations or individuals who I've reached out to present the featured reader, and it's really cool. Awesome. Well, uh, you can find out more about Rick at PoetrySuperHighway.com. There you can find many free ebooks and some free poetry, and you can check out all of Rick's titles. My name is Daniel Lisi, and this has been IndieFeed. IndieFeed. So cool to have had the opportunity to be on that show a couple years ago. I actually was on it earlier this year with another uh, new poem, also from my new book. There's some uh, dated information in that interview, but I wanted to share it with you. For example, the Cobalt Cafe actually closed in December of 2014 at the end of the year after a good 21-year run of running, almost 21 years of running that reading. Um, And I'm now up to 17 books. My newest one is Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman. It's out on Rothko Press. You can find uh, the poem that I read in uh, the Indie Feed show you just heard in that book. And uh, you can, if you go to my website, PoetrySuperHighway.com, there are some other poems that you can read right on the website from the book. And if you're interested in getting the book, you could just click Add to Cart, and it takes you right to the Amazon page. It doesn't actually add it to the cart. It just takes you to the Amazon page. I guess I should change the way the button is worded. Um, or just go check it out on Amazon. It would be it's it's really cool as a poet when uh, someone actually buys your book, you know. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everyone for calling in. I want to thank Michael from Birmingham, Sylvia from Kansas City, Jerry from Evanston, Illinois, Joan from Camarillo, Ron from Montclair, New Jersey, I think, Mary from outside Chicago, Neville Hyatt from uh, Australia, and Alex Cherney from uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada. Our next show is going to be Sunday, October 18th, 2 to 3 p.m. Pacific. We will be announcing the winners of our poetry contest uh, on that show. It's not an open reading, but uh, uh, but do check it out because it's always very cool. And, and if you happen to be one of the people who are in the top 10 scoring positions, and, and as we announce those winners, uh, you'll be invited to call in and read your poem as well. Um, so in that sense, it's it's it you know there'll be poetry that you can hear live. Um, Please enter the contest. You've got a little less than two weeks to do so. October 3rd is the deadline. Go to our website, PoetrySuperHighway.com, and the the, ban- the first banner that you'll see is 2015 Poetry Superhighway Poetry Contest. You can see all the details on how to enter. It's only a dollar per poem. 
Um, you can enter as many poems as you want, or you can just enter one poem. Every single person who enters gets a prize just for entering. In addition, uh, the people who win will divide up 100% of the entry fees, so don't want you to think that we're making any money on this. It all goes back to the winners. So thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Um, we'll be back next month with the winner's announcement. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. <laughs>